Very good morning. Uh, it's amazing to have the privilege to share God's word with you once again. It's an amazing privilege. I want to ask you, please, to open your Bibles in Acts chapter 4. Acts chapter 4. And, guys, what happened this Friday with Solid and 412? Wow, amazing, amazing. So, Malcolm, Nikki, Ben, John, Josh, all of those involved, well done. Amazing, guys. It was beautiful. We want to see the next generation using their gifts, creativity. I remember some time ago, I was talking with a pastor, and he said to me, um, in the beginning of the 90s, he said, Danny, we used to pay around $250,000 for 40 minutes of preaching on the TV station. So now, guys, we have this thing called internet and social media for free. So the, next, uh, the previous generation, they put the message on TV, and you guys, you put on internet. And these days, it's a crime and a sin to preach only inside four walls. So well done with your creativity and all your gifts and TikToks and Instagram and all of this to take the most powerful message online, put to broadcast with all your gifts. Beautiful, amazing to see. Amazing to see the church and gifts and different manifestations of gifts and expression, expressions of the Holy Spirit. This is church. I love this. If you're watching on YouTube, hello. Acts chapter 4 for you as well. Let's read from verse uh, 23. 23. Uh, where's my verse 23? Is here. Okay, Acts 4.23, on their release, Peter and John went back to their own people. Keep this in your mind. Let me read again. Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all that the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together in prayer to God. Sovereign Lord, they said. You made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in them. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations rage and the peoples plot in vain? The kings of, earth, of the earth rise up and the rulers bend together against the Lord and against, against his anointed one. Indeed, Herod and Pontius Pilate met together with the Gentiles and the people of Israel and this city to conspire against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed. They did what your power and will had decided beforehand should happen. Now, Lord. Consider their threats and enables, enable, enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. What a privilege, Lord, to have this 
in our hands, your word. Generations and generations of our brothers and sisters, they didn't have this privilege. Thank you for the scriptures. Thank you for this document. Thank you for your word. And thank you for your Holy Spirit. Speak with your church. We are your church, your people. You're more than welcome here, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. I love this text. Every line, every comma, every sentence. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Guys, I was reading this last week, a report. Uh, wait, let me give you some steps back. A few years ago, I was in the uh, church conference. And we were talking in the coffee break time with different pastors from different states in my, in my country. And one of these pastors, he was sharing with us in the table about his experience in South Korea. Because they went there with a group of pastors uh, to visit, to see the revival there, South Korea. And I don't remember, maybe I told this before, but then he was there in one of that huge church there. They had some kind of five prayer meetings per day, packed with people from every part of the country. And he was there with a group of Brazilian pastors, with a translator there, and praying. And one lady... She was melting in tears, weeping near to them. And the translator was moved and, and emotional. And the translator was explaining to these Brazilian guys the reason of her, uh, the motivation of her prayers. She was asking, please, Jesus, give me the privilege to be in North Korea, to preach in North Korea, to take the gospel to North Korea, even if I need to die. And if you watch later on, uh, on your YouTube, you see the Christians in South Korea, they put portions of the New Testament or the New Testament inside the balloons, and they just release the balloons to go over the, 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 the border for the other country. And now, now we have around, and this I was reading this report last week, 70,000 of our brothers and sisters in kind of, what's the name? Uh, labor camps, labor camp, or um, concentration camp, dying. In 2013, we had around 100, um, 100 million of Christians under severe persecution. 2013, and now with our technology in 21st century, we've got around 360 million under severe persecution in more than 53 countries in the world what you're doing now this morning is a crime why because the devil the dragon the dragon always hated the church i remember when we were having here the revelation series and i remember talking about the hate the fury of the dragon against the church and all of us will have this big target in our back he keeps persecuting uh, the church. For every seven Christians, one is living now under severe persecution. You don't see this on BBC or CNN. You don't see those, th those kind of reports on United Nations, United Nations speech. No. But this is happening. It's a new holocaust. It's happening now. Why? You see in this text the hate against 
the Jesus followers. Threats, dangers. But we are okay. We are in England. We don't have this kind of situation. We are living now the most dangerous moment for, to, to be a Jesus follower. Jesus is coming back. It's part of the signs of his returning. Uh, our war and fight and persecution is the secularization of our faith, is the ideological persecution, is the deconstruction of the Christian values every day on the internet, every day in the school, every, every single day in the culture, fighting against the Word of God, threatening all the time, dangers against the church. And we see this here, here in this text. What, what was happening? If you turn back your Bible, Acts chapter 3, Peter and John, they were entered to the temple to pray. Okay, to pray. A guy was in the, in the front door, uh, lame from birth, crippled. Lame from, the guy was there. They prayed. The guy was healed. People came around. Oh, what's happening? When Peter saw people around, it's my opportunity. I will preach now and he start to preach because it's this is what we do. When we have people around asking for stuff, we start to talk about kids, school, fridge, food, and we finish in Jesus. And you use every kind of excuse to fit Jesus in the conversation and the gospel. And Peter was doing this, but the Romans, they, had a, they, they were very scared about gathering people and crowns because uh, all the time they are trying to not have protests or, or riots or this kind of stuff. So they took Peter and John until this point they were not doing nothing illegal. But from this point in this place called Sahandrim, Sahandrim, thank you, they had 71 very fluent and power leaders there and they threatened, stop to preach the name of Jesus. Now, they have a law. Okay, I cannot do this anymore. Like we had uh, two weeks ago, a pastor in California, John MacArthur, the YouTube just took down his video from YouTube because they said, oh, it's a hate speech, and he was preaching the gospel. This has happened in Canada and Australia, in many places. You cannot preach anymore. Okay, some lessons from this text. Verse 23. The first one. On their release, because they were having this kind of meeting, Peter and John went back to their own people. They went to the church. Their own people. You know, one of the strategies of the devil, that I, I keep seeing this in our days, is to make you to fight your own battles and wars by yourself. Do not share with anyone. And start to think, I'm alone. Nobody cares about me. These people in the church. And suddenly, you are in the same building, in the same environment. But you have your own word there. Your own struggles. Your own challenges. Your own fears and, and dreams. And nobody knows about it. And we have the same geographic building. But not together, because their own people is the text. This talks about identification. You know something? I have these guys there, I call it community church, but I don't feel identified with them. I just, I'm there because 
my wife is annoying, and, and my husband keeps pushing, ah, we need to go to the church, or I don't want to go to hell, or I don't know the motivations. But my identification is with my mates at school, is with my buddies there. I have my own group, my own tribe. And the weekends, I'm there. I know the choreography of just raise the hand, sit and stand and clap. I know how to behave is, is social, is, um, is shallow. I don't need to show my fears for anyone. I can live my own life. You see, the church were here. They were here. Peter, John, they were there. They came straight and they report. They, they told them what was happening with them. Because the church, they had no way. They, they didn't know what was happening. They came and they shared. I keep talking with friends, and this was a great opportunity that God gave to me to have friends and, and, and as our family of churches, new ground, and, and have friends in different cities, towns, nations. It's amazing to see after the pandemic outbreak, the numbers of Christians who are not coming back for the church. And at the same time, you see new faces, new people coming. Some of our friends, they are worried about their lives of the, the people in the church, but, but they don't know. And sometimes, like I said here, we don't know what's going on in your life, but we would love to know and help and walk together and fight together and pray together and have the same walking together. Because what the church does, the church or church leaders, they never show, okay, this is the way, just go there, don't do this, do that, and you'll be happy. No, we go together. We walk together in the same desert, in the same struggles, in the same fears. We pray together. This is church. So Peter and John, they went to the church because they thought, oh, I have some guys that I can share, I can trust. They will not make jokes on my problem. I will not feel judged on my problems. I have some people that I can trust. The church shows for the word, is a display, it's showing for the word. There is another way to live the life. The church is Jesus saying, hey, I have a community here. They live different. They don't have their own interest above everything. They trust each other. They love it. Why? Because I am with them. I am the reason of the church. So they came. They went to the church. And what was the reaction of the church? Uh, 24. When they heard this, it was not before, is when we cannot pray for situations that we don't know. I don't like when someone says, I'll pray for you. Okay, let me give a list. <laughs> I'll pray for you. Yes, but... When they heard, they raised their voices together in prayer. Together. The same enthusiasm, the same mindset, the same focus, the same decision. Together in prayer. It's not, okay, these three guys you pray, these three guys you check online. How can we sort this situation? These other guys you talk and take some money from the bank. The other guy, let's help this church. No, no, all together in prayer. Spiritual weapons against the threats and the problems against the enemies of the church. Why did you give up of, on prayer for your family, 
for the salvation of your relatives? When was the last time you had tears in your eyes for the salvation of your kids and your family? When was the last time? I'm not talking about this kind of WhatsApp to God. Oh, Jesus, bless my day. Amen. I'm talking about to fight in prayer. To see a real danger. And you have no other option is the first thing. Pray. Turn your feelings into prayer. I'm feeling sad. Pray. I'm feeling happy. Pray. I'm feeling hopeless. Pray for this. Why do you think we are going to January to start the year? 22 days of prayer and fasting and you have all these cocks of prayer, people praying. Why is to see a breakthrough in your life? It's not to be famous in a fancy cool church. It's to see God's manifestation in your life. You know, sometimes we suffer what we tolerate. Sometimes we just pretend that we are praying. We are not fighting enough. There is a guy in second book of Samuel, chapter, if I'm not wrong, 23, verse 11, 12. He's not famous, but I love this guy. His name is Shema. He's not famous. But look, the enemies of Israel, they were coming against Israel, the Philistines, and and this guy, and all these brave soldiers and warriors of Israel, they were running away. They fled away. And only this guy, he stands to defend his own field. The Bible says there was a, what's the name? Lentil? 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 Like bean? Lentil field. And this guy decided, I will defend my field. And he stands on his ground to defend one guy. I love this guy. I like this kind of people. Because the enemy is every day trying to destroy your marriage, your faith, uh, your life with God, your kids who have no control. And sometimes it's just put our family, our faith, our dreams in the tray and we give for Satan. Why? Because we don't fight on prayer. Because we don't have tears before the Lord praying. They came all together and said, look God for their threats. Look God what's happening. You are our hope. Why we give up on prayer? Why we give up to pray for the salvation of our relatives? To pray for a breakthrough, to pray for the impossible. Pray for the when was the last time you prayed for something impossible? Impossible. Impossible, though. A new gift of the Spirit. First Corinthians 14. Seek ugly for the gifts of the Spirit. So they came together in prayer. And this was the birthplace of the church in Acts chapter 2. You know very well. They were all together in the upper, uh, uh, upper room. 120 people all together preaching. No. Praying. Matthew 21. Jesus said, the house of my father is a house of? Yes, we do have music, but it's not the house of music. We do have preaching. It's not the house of preaching. Oh, we do have kids' work. It's not the house of the kids' work. We have a, God, a, a, a lots of good and necessary stuff. Oh, have a good fellowship and nice coffee, but it's not the house of coffee. <laughs> house of prayer. Is when the church started. And then after they prayed. Came the Holy Spirit. Look this. Again. The same pattern. 
came the Holy Spirit, people were gathering around, and then Peter again stand up, okay, it's my opportunity now. 3,000 of them, they got baptized in the same day. What God can do through prayer, we cannot do in 10 years trying to do church. We keep trying to do, oh God, please save Crawley, save my relatives, save my family. But when we start to pray hard, in one day, one minute, you can see a breakthrough. You can see God doing the impossible. I, I, was, I was praying this week and I have decided, God, please help me to stop to pray for obvious things. Stop to pray for things that I can fix. I can start. I want to pray for. What's the word here? Boldness. Boldly. Something different. There's another level. So they, they were praying. I was. Uh, yesterday with my girls. We were watching uh, a preaching. And this guy was talking about Exodus. Chapter 30, uh, 33. Verse 7. When Moses. Look this. Moses left behind. I don't know, three million people of Israelites in a camp. And he took his stuff and he went out of the camp. All these complainers, annoying people. Oh, just leave them there. And he put together some kind of tent to be him and God there. It wasn't that big thing. No, no, it was just for Moses there. And he used to spend the day there in prayer. And, and, and the moment where he was praying, when he was start to pray... The Bible says that the cloud, a, a pillar of cloud, I have no idea how is this, but uh, came to that place and all the people of Israel, they saw, wow, look what's happening. We spend our day giving answers, explaining for all these annoying people in our WhatsApp, leaking our phone screen, but we don't spend day with God in prayer. It's amazing to see how we easily, we left God waiting. Oh, I need to reply to this guy. I need to send that email. I need to talk with that person. I need to see my checklist. Oh, we don't have time to pray. Time is priority. Put the right words in the right place. Just put in your heart. Okay, I don't pray because it's not my priority. Perfect. You're being honest. I reply everybody because God's not my priority. How can we see miracles without this starvation or hunger or thirst of His presence? When I see those guys, and, and the verse 29 in the end, they are not asking God, please God, deliver us, free us from the danger. No! They are okay with the danger. They are okay with the threats. They are asking for God's power. They are asking for more courage, for, for boldness. To give steps. They are asking to see miracles. They are asking to see the impossible. Verse 28. I love this verse. I was explaining yesterday for Manuel about God's sovereignty. Sovereignty. Sorry my pronunciation. 28. They did what your power. Now, they, in this prayer, they were talking about the guys who were threatening them against the enemies of the church. They did what your power and will had this beforehand should happen. COVID-19 is not a surprise for God. Can you imagine an angel coming with a... Remember, that was the name? Fox? 
Yeah, because heaven's old stuff, so fox <laughs> and Egypt coming. God, there's an outbreak from, from China. was a bat and a, a, a monkey, a pig, I don't know. And now they have this quite, oh, oh, I don't know what to do. I'm so afraid now. Help me, Gabriel. Ah, oh, it was a surprise for Jesus. He didn't know about COVID and the economy and people and all this. And in John 18, there's a part there in the Gospel of John that I really enjoyed. Jesus was in Gethsemane in the garden, and the soldiers came to arrest him. And he said, hey, wait, 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 wait. I'm here. You can take me. Just release my guys. They are okay. It's me. And then you see this in John chapter 10, verse 17. Jesus said, nobody takes my life. I'm laying down my life. It's my, it's my plan. I know everything. Behind the scenes, I am the director of this film. Okay, so I know what's happening. So it wasn't a surprise for Jesus. They didn't ask for comfort in verse 29. In verse 31, that we're going to pray now in a few minutes, says... After they prayed, they prayed. The place where they were meeting was shaken. And they were filled with the Holy Spirit. Who, who was having the problem? Who was the Peter and John? But now everybody's filled with the Holy Spirit. Everybody was filled with the Holy Spirit. God is raising up an army of people raising, uh, full of the Holy Spirit. God is ready to send your Holy Spirit for a group of people who pray. God is, and, and I love this part when it says that the place was shaken. They were not shaken. The place was, maybe, maybe there's some parts of your life you need to be shaken. Come on. It's your prayer life, your marriage, your everyday routine. Let's change the steps. God shake, do something here in my family. I keep saying this, the most dangerous prayer you, can, prayer you can have in your home is God. If there is something here that is not clear, underneath, uh, hide in my family, bring your light. Bring everything here. I want to see what's happening in my family. Pray, pray for the salvation of our husband and wife. Asking God, God, give some nightmare or dream crazy for this guy. <laughs> I wake up in the morning, oh, I'm feeling something. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, let's stand and let's pray. The kids are around. Let's have this moment. I want to ask you a favor. Uh, in this chapter, in the verse 2 and the verse 18, you have the same sentence. The enemies of the church, they were saying, that kind of teaching that Peter and John, they were teaching and preaching, it was a disturbing thing, disturbing uh, teaching, disturbing preaching, because they were teaching about Jesus Christ. The word hates Jesus Christ. You can say, uh, uh, you can say for any friend, oh, okay, okay, but God bless you. But if you say Jesus bless you, oh, it's weird. <laughs> the word hates this name. And now, this disturbing teaching was putting the word upside down. We need guys. We need men, women, kids, new generation kids like these guys. 
full of God's fire, not ashamed of the gospel, using internet, using TikToks, whatever, to preach the gospel, to, full of God's... Because when the Holy Spirit came, says, with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. The Holy Spirit is not coming just to, to make us say, oh, I'm part of a um, uh, charismatic church. No, it's to speak the word of God boldly. That's the reason the Holy Spirit's coming. So I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to raise new leaders in this church. I'm praying for the Holy Spirit to shake your life and give you awakening and, and to, to feed the flame of your gift and your chest and your mind to give you words. Come on, guys. Jesus Christ is coming back. So I want to ask you a small quick favor. I want to ask you, if you have someone from your family in this area, just grab the hand of this person and pray for each other. If you don't have anyone from your household here, but if you, you can pray with your friends. If you're in social distance, that's fine. But pray and just ask for the person. How can I pray for you, for the Holy Spirit, for something possible in your life? Let's do this. Can we have some worship song here? We are playing this song and praying the same time, then by the end of the song. We finish. What's your impossible? What is impossible for you? Ask for your friend. Pray for your friend. My friend, what's impossible for you this year? How can I pray for you for the impossible things?